Oh yeah. The following program is in no way representative of the high quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Welcome to the, what is the name of this show? The Five Count. Yeah, you, you know. You got the shirt on and everything. You remember. Hey, Ton and I are count. showing each other pictures of things. Yes. Dude, that is the greatest. He showed me a picture of his son, his baby Ton, mm-hmm. and I showed him a picture of an all-you-can-eat shrimp and steak advertisement for Bonanza. Yes, dude. Where did you find that? I mean, just the internet? You just found it on the internet someplace? I've been saving it for the past 34 years, and on the off chance that Bonanza comes back. Wow. Then I can go in there and show it to him. That would that would be awesome. That Those were the days. I, you know, what's really funny is I, I remembered the steak part. So the ad is for Bonanza. This is the five count, by the way. Welcome to the show. <laughs> The ad is for Bonanza, a restaurant that we used to have here uh, in our city. And it's for steak and all-you-can-eat shrimp, $6.99. $6.99. And I, it's like I remembered the steak part, but, I, but I've, I had convinced myself over the years that there was no way that the steak was part of the all-you-can-eat shrimp. I just remember... The all-you-can-eat shrimp part and eating tons and tons of shrimp. And I thought, there's no way that the steak was involved. Maybe it was like once upon a time my mom let me get a steak. No, the steak was most definitely involved. It was it was there, ton. For seven bucks? And you also got access to the salad bar. Dude, and the salad bar was huge. I remember, in case you're out there listening and you're wondering why I weigh four bills, because as a child, you'd go to Bonanza, yes. and they used to have those breadsticks, but yeah. they were like real, kind of like uh, soft to the point of being soggy almost. Oh, yeah. And I would take like one, two, three, fourteen. Yes. And just have a whole plate of breadsticks and a big giant bowl of cheese sauce, and I'd oh, just go yeah. back, dunk them things, double fist them into the cheese. Dude, yes. I did the same thing. Breadstick into the cheese sauce. Delicious. That's why, as a six-year-old child, I looked like Crusher Jerry Blackwell. <laughs> nice. Dude. <laughs> I was Those, a big child. Yeah. 
those were the days, man. Seriously. I miss that. And they came just like you said on those wooden, it was like a wooden slab, but it had like a stainless steel cutout, like a part of it was stainless steel. That's where your steak went. And a little baked potato on the other part and wooden plate. Oh, yes. And then you just got more and more and more all-you-can-eat shrimp. I ate tons of that shrimp. Hey, if you're just joining us tonight, we will be talking about buffets at great lengths. Man. Tun showed me a picture of his child, and we're both like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But let's talk about buffets. Let's talk about some food here. Actually, I have a, a somewhat a story that I think is funny. but Is it about food? No. Then I'm not interested. It's about what happens after food. Uh-huh. Bathroom humor? Yeah. You know, once upon a time, this show was deemed to be... 90% toilet humor. It really and was. 10% novelty music. Yeah. Someone said that about us. How could they? How dare they? Also, a wise man once told us that it's okay to challenge people intellectually, but never fall back on sophomoric humor just yes. because you can't think of anything better to say. Yeah. Can you believe somebody would say that to us? A wise man said that. Wow. A wise general manager. Wow. Got right up in Ton's face and gave him the business. It was ridiculous. And look at us now. Look yeah. at him now. He's dead and we're at church. <laughs> oh, man. So I guess ultimately we win. What a time. What a time to be alive. Well, not for him. You know, because he's dead. <laughs> wow. Ton, it's going to be a great program tonight. Probably. I mean, I think so. I mean, it's going to be at least as good I mean, as I other shows. I can't heard. really think of a reason why it wouldn't be great. It's not going to be any worse than usually is. No. That's a ringing endorsement. Hey, Ton, is it just me or have you had the soundtrack from Rem Lazar stuck in your head for the past two and a half weeks? It's just you. Okay. Sorry. We got some major positive feedback about our show last week. Did we really? The Rem Lazar heavy five count. Man, it was pretty good. I don't I mean, know what's was... uh, going to top that. Probably that story that you keep trying to tell that I keep interrupting. <laughs> but I mean, are we even ready for this story? Uh, by we, do you mean me or you and I? The royal we? The P. <laughs> Do you mean Billy Floyd shouts? Yes. Is he ready for this? Do you mean I, uh, to, Tony <laughs> Frappuccino from Burnsville? Okay, so I showed you a picture of my son, and it was uh, pretty good. We went for a walk outside yesterday. That was nice. Put him in the old stroller. Took him for a stroll around the neighborhood, just my son and I. It was real nice. But uh, before that, I have been slaving away, uh, like remodeling what is now his bedroom. So doing some drywall, repainting the whole place. And uh, when I got to the painting part, I got my daughter to help. She really wanted to help. And I thought that was great. So she's rolling the walls, rolling that paint on. She's five. She just turned five in February. And uh, at totally at random, she... (laughs) Oh, she's such a little gem. She stops. I could tell the roller was getting a little heavy. And she stops and she's like, 
Okay, Dad, I'm going to be out in the hallway. So if you need me, just open the door, Dad, and I'll be right out there and I'll be ready for you. Just ask me and I will come back in and, and keep helping you. I say, okay, honey pie. And she goes out into the hallway and <laughs> she's back in in like 30 seconds. Dad, but I might be going to the bathroom in case you need me. So just so you know, if I'm not right outside the door, when you open the door, then you know where I am. I'm just, I might have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I say, okay, honey pie, <laughs> that's fine. So <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the bedroom that we're in and painting is right across the hall from uh, my bedroom, which is where my wife is with my son, and he's trying. she's trying to get him to sleep in there. So all of a sudden, I hear this uh, little... Was it Axel Rose? This whistling. It was not Axel Rose. And I'm like, what is this whistling? It's pretty loud in here. And... Uh, the, the the listeners will not be able to see this, but I open the door and I look down and there's my daughter in her bedroom on a little kid potty in her room going to the bathroom and playing a little tune on an ocarina real loud. <laughs> so I just look down there and she just looks straight at me, keeps playing. <laughs> I try to tell her, Sweetheart, it's kind of loud. Sibelius is trying to sleep. Why don't you use the actual bathroom? She just looks at me, stares, and continues. <laughs> it was the most hilarious thing. So I took a picture of her, obviously. And uh, I'll, I'll then get to use that as ammunition against her when she is around 14 or so. Toilet humor. It was really quite a time. It was actually really cute. Who plays an ocarina while you're taking a dump? Who does that? Um, guys in the Navy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you think Link did that? Like, was he so into his ocarina? It's ocarina of time. I got to take a dump. Might as well just. Was he in the Navy? It's like, why don't you look at a magazine or something? She's got tons of books in her room. Why not look at a book? Just playing away. Ton, you're always doing construction. Yeah, sometimes. You're like you're like Tim Allen. <laughs> except more Coke. <laughs> more? Wow. I'm not real I'm not always do I mean maybe. <laughs> I get burnt out sometimes. But I got his room all finished up. I hung the closet door. I went home on lunch, and I had to rehang the hinges and the closet door. And How long was the lunch? Oh, it's uh, four minutes. Just checking. It's really quick. <laughs> Cam, if you're listening, it was three and a half minutes. <sighs> really fast. Hey, Ton, we've got so much stuff happening tonight. That's actually code for nothing's planned. Oh, man, I'm ready. We got some voicemails. We have a... Hotline, like on the telephone. There's a five-count hotline. You can call it. You could call it. You could text it. You could tell your friend to call it. You can get your parents' permission before calling. You can just completely ignore it, which is what most people do. Either way, it does exist. You could call your friend and then three-way call 
the five count hotline. 507-519-2030. Party line. Party line, man. Do it. 507-519-2030. That is the five count hotline. That is the ticket to your dreams. Listen, we got a uh, message here that I want to play. I don't know who it's from, but let's hear it. Oh. No way. You know who that was? <laughs> Predator's back? We got a voicemail from Predator. No way. I think he's just checking in to see how you're doing. Wow, he's back. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Predator, dude, how you doing, man? I'm so stoked to have you back on the show. Predator used to call us, like, real frequently. Tana and Predator went to high school together. Dude. They were in, uh, what's the uh, what's that club where all the smart kids go and, like, rake old people's lawns and stuff? I don't know. Honor Society. Honor Society? Predator. One of those things. Predator and I just raking lawns and painting fences and stuff yeah helping old ladies with their groceries we did that a lot you know like the bags of groceries that always for some reason have the giant loaf of french bread sticking out of the top yeah i've been to the grocery store yeah on numerous occasions yeah never seen that before well not anymore but tv would suggest that everyone goes to the store and buys a cartoonishly large loaf of bread Well, I, we used to buy it when I was growing up. We bought those all the time, but it came in a tinfoil package and was loaded with garlic and butter on the inside. It wasn't just an old crusty roll that stuck out of the top no. of the bag. <laughs> no. Don't you remember that garlic bread, dude? You'd warm it up in that tinfoil bag it came in, then you'd have like this fluffy, super soggy, garlicky, buttery garlic bread. Man, that was awesome. I bet you the listeners can taste it because you describe it so well. I can't even eat that stuff anymore. I, my stomach is so tiny now. Like, I get a salad from Culver's, and I can barely eat half of it. It's this ridiculous. is the part of the program where Ton says something that angers Billy Floyd shouts on yes. Twitter. Yes. But when I was a kid, <laughs> my mother used to make homemade lasagna, giant pan of lasagna, and I'd eat a huge... Like, I swear, it was like a six-inch by eight-inch, like, giant chunk of lasagna. Plus, I'd eat, like, almost half of that garlic loaf when I was 12. Loved it. Oh. And then he'd put a refrigerator on his back and carry it across the finish line in the Tough Man contest. (laughs) Man, it was quite a time. Then he threw some old kegs over his grandma's house. Yeah, I did that a lot for practice. Ton, we should practice playing some music. All right. You still into that sort of thing? Yeah. Hey, let's play some songs, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk more about garlic bread. Get up on it. I can't believe it's true. By the 
Hey folks, this is Jack Mulcahy, and you're listening to The Five Count, and be sure to tune in because Rem Lazar will have some updates shortly. Take care. catch up to Henrietta and the band and drag them into the studio for a session. PCP One is proud to introduce Henrietta Collins and the wife-beating child haters. Hello, Henrietta. Hi, Paul. Hi, gang. Hit it, fellas. We'll leave nothing to your imagination this time. We tried that last time and in our opinion, uh, it didn't work. We're going to do a little number for you right now. It's called Drive-By Shooting. It's pretty wild. I hope you like it. Kill, kill, kill! 
heavy date First gear Don't you know I can't be late Second gear I got myself a Smith and Wesson Third gear I'm gonna teach some folks a lesson Fourth gear Drive-by shooting Kramer from Aerosmith, and you're listening to The Five Count.
are my body until the end. More than a body, you're my best friend. I love you more than you will ever know. I will never let you go. Best friends, don't ever leave me. Please don't say goodbye. I'll be yours till the day that I die. They dating? Yes, done. They were dating. They were dating? It's true. Wow. Welcome back to the five count, Ton. Here it is. You're my buddy. Thank you so much. Until the end. More than a buddy, you're my best friend. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) We were just looking at a photo of John from New Alms' dad hanging out with Loretta Lynn. And they were dating. I think. Does it say they were dating? Uh, it's implied. John. Sly devil, your dad, huh? Hey, here's a question. Sent to the five count hotline from the aforementioned John in the aforementioned town of New Ulm. If we could be a superhero, who would it be? For me, Wolverine. Maybe Superman. Or Hulk. Wow. Love, John. Wow. Those are some picks there, John. That's some... What do you mm. think, Ton? Mm. Can I say Ton? Does that count? <laughs> I, don't think it de- I don't think it does. Because that's my go-to. Anytime anyone <laughs> ever says, Hey, if you could be Ton... No, I didn't finish Ton. <laughs> it's Ton. My answer is Ton. <laughs> Wow. Doesn't even matter. Wow. Thank you so much. Um, that is a tough question. I've thought about Hulk before because it's just like Hulk is indestructible, basically. Like you can't ever, there's nothing you can do. But it would be really a bummer because Hulk isn't, you can't really get like real close with anybody. You never know when you might lose it. 
I'm thinking like Iron Man, and I like that Iron Man is just a dude, but has a bunch of technology and money. So you just want to be a rich guy. Yeah, but you also have to be really smart. He's really smart. And drunk. Yeah, he was drunk, but then he stopped drinking at one point. So if it's along those lines, or Thor, I wouldn't mind being Thor. I think Thor is pretty awesome. I thought for sure you were going to say, like, Peacemaker. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe I'd say Ghost Rider. Because then I'd be a guy with a flaming skull for a head. Yeah, dude, and a motorcycle and everything. Let's be Ghost Rider dudes together. Let's both be Ghost Rider, you, dude. Well, you be Ghost Rider, and I'll be your sidekick, Johnny Blaze. <laughs> Johnny Blaze. All right. That settles it right there. That's it. Good answer. Good answer. It's a good answer. Hey, Ton. I'd like to take this time to say that as of right now, when we are recording this, it is Lori Dawn's birthday Aww. from Lori Dawn Ceramics. Happy birthday, Lori Dawn. Ooh, la, la. Wow. I can't even imagine what she's up to right now. I bet she's listening right now. Mm. JK. Love that idea. That means just kidding. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. I hope it's wonderful. I got another voicemail. A lot of people call on the five count hotline. All right. They want to know what makes you tick. And I said, hey, I don't know. I've been in love with the guy for 20 years, and even I don't know. (laughs) He's an enigma. An enigma. Hi, guys. This is Tony from Burnsville. Again, second call. Um, I've been listening to your show on the TuneIn radio app usually in my car, and uh, your frequent discussions of delicious food has been most enjoyable. <laughs> anyway, I thought of a question for you. The question is, <laughs> of all the people you have interviewed over the years, and uh, it looks like quite a few, uh, which interview was your favorite, or at least in the top ten? And was there an interview that went south in a hurry? Also, I saw a picture of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on your Twitter post recently, and I was wondering if you had ever interviewed Arnold, and if so, how that went. Anyway, that's all for now. Take care. Tom, that's about seven questions in there. Yeah, what is with... Are you you taking notes? Well... Tony from Burnsville. (laughs) What a guy. Thanks, Tony. He's got, This is his second time calling. I'm sorry to say I don't remember the first time. Second time on the phone. But in general? First in my heart. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So um, I'm actually quickly trying to pull up um, our interview page because, Tony, you're right. We've interviewed a whole boatload of people, and it's hard for me to keep them all straight anymore. It's enough people that you could... Fit them all on a boat. You could fit what? You could fit them on a boat. Like a boatload. So. Is this thing on? I can't get, I cannot actually get there on the mobile app. I can't get there. Dust. 
I can't get to our our interviews page. Okay. <laughs> Great. <clears throat> um, Makes you wonder why why even bother? Yeah, why even bother? So uh, that is a very common question. Um, we get that quite often, and we actually, I mean, I don't know about Dusty, but I get that super often just from just, you know, people that I interact with or whatever. That's always kind of like the number one question. It's either that, it's either who is your favorite, or it's also sometimes quickly followed up by this, or it's who's your most famous, which is a very annoying question to me. And for Tom, the answer to both of those is Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. No, um, my answer usually is a lame one for most people because most people have no idea or don't even care. But I was uh, a super huge Stevie Ray Vaughan fan for a, a large portion of my life, like a like a major major fan, and uh, I think. Aside from the first handful of interviews, I've basically never been nervous getting to like upon like interviewing these people until I got Tommy Shannon. And for some reason I got I I actually felt kind of nervous and it's because I it was like really important to me and it was like my Steve Ray Vaughan has already uh passed away by then, but it was like I was suddenly you know had this connection to srv through tommy shannon who is the bass player of double trouble and uh steve ray vaughn's band and so yeah that one was like a really important one to me and really really awesome but we've had tons of countless fun interviews i would say um i always picked the fish masters which even fewer people yeah. know yeah. But that's fine. And Rem Lazar also. <laughs> I had a good time talking to him. He was a good guy. As far as interviews going south, that's also a hard one. I've had a few. I'll tell you some uh, friends of mine who got real pissy with me. Uh, Lita Ford comes to mind. Yeah, yes. Uh, George Thurgood, he was kind of a dink. Yeah. I know that. That was a bummer. Really bums Ton out. That was a real bummer. Ton was ecstatic when he had the chance to speak to Frank Stallone. But it didn't turn out as well as he had hoped. Yeah, he was kind of a bummer too. <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? Uh, Ray Dostal of Mungo Jerry. That's all, That's another one that was like super cool to me. He's an awesome dude. Uh, Tony from Burnsville. It's great Tony having him on the show. It's nice having him. Good guy. Okay, so what's the other 16 questions that he asked? Have you interviewed Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, um, I mean, technically no, because otherwise it would be on the site for you to 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 take a look at. But Not if the site doesn't work. That's correct. Um, <laughs> we were going to try it. We were going to try to get something happening. We did. Uh, we did meet him. Yeah, Dusty and I met him, shook his hand, talked to him briefly. But there was so many security guards around, and very much trying to guard any interaction with him 
that we didn't even we didn't even try it. We didn't even try it. Cause it was crazy. It was like you couldn't barely I don't know. He was very guarded. But we did meet him. Talk with him briefly. And he um, said, I'd love to do your show. I'll be honest with you, I mean he was older when we met him. But uh, he wasn't nearly as tall as I expected him to be. I'm pretty short, and I expected him to be like a monster, you know? And he, and it wasn't... When I was right up next to him, it, it didn't feel as impressive as I envisioned in my mind. I can say that. Um, I had a much more fun time um, meeting... Morris Day and the time. Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, all those guys. Were they in commando? No, they were not. <laughs> they were not in commando. I'm just trying to figure out the connection here. Some of them were in Purple Rain, though. Was Arnie in that movie? No. Could you imagine if Arnie was in Purple Rain? It's a missed opportunity. Yeah. That's a casting blunder, if you ask me. So, yeah. What if Purple Rain, instead of Prince, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger as the kid? I think that could have worked. It maybe could have worked, actually. He could have been tooling around Henderson on his motorcycle. As long as he did the hair and the makeup kind of stuff and, you know what I mean, the clothes, if he really committed to that, I think it would have worked. Especially the hair. Hey, I'd go see it. I'd watch it right now. Anyways, that's the answers. Hope you enjoyed uh, tonight's program and the talk about garlic bread. <laughs> I come here for the bread. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Ton, I got a great idea. Remember the Centurions? Yeah. You, did you watch that cartoon as a, a kid? A little bit. Did you have the action figures? I, I can't remember. I remember seeing them. Um. I mean, people had them. I remember them always ending up in sandboxes. Oh, people had them. Centurions. I don't know if I had them myself, though. Maybe my cousins had them. I have memories of playing with them in a sandbox. And you loved them. Sure. I mean, they were cool. Do you know what else has a lot of sand? What? Beaches. Okay. Do you know where they have beaches? Uh, Mexico. On islands. On islands. Do you know where the Centurions are going? No idea. On vacation? Terror Island. Terror Island. Let's hear all about it, shall we? All right. This is the golden storybook and tape called Vacation on Terror Island. It was written by Dwight John Zimmerman, and the pictures were done by Gene Biggs. Whenever you hear this sound, you'll know it's time to turn the page. After you've listened to the story, you can turn the tape over and record your own story on side two. Are you ready? Find the picture of Ace McLeod and Lucy in the gym of Sky Vault. It looks like someone is having more fun than a barrel of monkeys, said Crystal Kane as she entered Sky Vault's small gym. Not me, shouted Ace McLeod. Max, Jake, and I were practicing hand-to-hand -hand combat when Lucy joined in. 
<laughs> said Lucy, playing with Ace's hair. Come on, Lucy. Said Crystal. It's time to start our vacation. I still can't believe you're going to Borneo. Said Jake Rockwell. Why not? Replied Crystal. It should be peaceful and quiet on the island. And besides, it will be fun to show Lucy where her ancestors came from. Try not to do too much monkeying around down there," said Ace as they all walked into the transporter room. "Why? Afraid of the competition?" asked Crystal with a smile as she and Lucy stepped onto the beaming pods. "Ready whenever you are, Max." "Roger. Next stop, Borneo. Have a good time," said Max Ray. "Don't worry, we will," replied Crystal. "Well, here we are, Borneo," said Crystal as they materialized at the edge of a coastal village. Let's introduce ourselves to the villagers. But just as they were about to enter, several villagers spotted them. One of them cried, "A tree monster! Run before it catches you! Run!" Lucy, the villagers are afraid of you," said Crystal. "Why?" But Crystal couldn't find anyone to give her the answer. The whole village was deserted. Just then, four huge creatures swung down from the trees at the edge of the jungle. What are these? cried Crystal. Cyborg orangutans? If my instincts are right, Doc Terror is not too far away. The cyborg orangutans dragged Crystal and Lucy away, and Crystal soon discovered she was right. Welcome to my newest cyborg experiment lab, Crystal Kane," said Doc Terror. "I've been looking forward to this meeting for a long time." "What do you mean?" asked Crystal. "I'm so glad you asked." "Hacker, bring them inside," said the evil genius to his assistant. As Hacker strapped Crystal and Lucy to a pair of operating tables, Doc Terror grabbed Crystal's communicator. "I'm going to make you beautiful," said Doc Terror. "If this is your idea of the ultimate makeover," said Crystal, "count me out." "You'll love being a cyborg," said Hacker. "I do." "You would," said Crystal. As Hacker reached over to strap down Lucy's legs, the orangutan suddenly reared back and kicked the cyborg against the wall. <laughs> Groaned Hacker as he fell down unconscious. Then, before Doc Terror could move, she twisted around and pinned him in the same wrestling hold she had used on Ace. She fitted a mask over his nose and mouth. <laughs> Stop, you stupid ape! Gasped Doc Terror. Sleeping gas is turned on. You'll, you'll knock me out. Good going, Lucy," said Crystal. "Can you get me a scalpel from that instrument table?" <laughs> said Lucy, reaching a scalpel with her foot. As Crystal was freeing herself. She suddenly saw the unconscious Doc Terror start to roll away on some wheels that had popped out of his armor. An automatic escape unit," said Crystal. "That monster has more tricks in his circuits than a robot magician." After Crystal freed herself, she said, "Lucy, you stay here. I'm going to try to radio the Centurions for help." Quietly entering a nearby radio room, she turned on the transmitter and said, "Crystal, calling Centurions." This is Max at Skyball," replied a voice. "What's up, Crystal? Crystal, 
but Crystal couldn't answer. She had been captured by one of Doc Terror's traumatizer security guards. Max alerted Ace and Jake. I think Crystal is in trouble, he said. My bet is that she's going ape among all those orangutans, said Ace. I doubt it, replied Jake. Max, beam Ace and me down to where her signal came from. Give my regards to Borneo, said Max, activating the transporter. What? This is the last thing I expected to see in Borneo, cried an astonished Ace as they materialized in the middle of Doc Terror's huge complex. That's probably why Doc Terror built this place here, said Jake. Well, two can play the nasty surprise game. I read you, Jake, said Ace. Into his communicator, he said, Max, beam down my Skybolt assault weapon system and Jake's wild weasel. Let's really crash this place, said Ace, as the powerful weapon systems fused to their exoframes. Power Extreme! My feeling exactly, said Jake. Power Extreme! Just be sure Crystal is safe before you crash anything, said Max from Sky Vault. With their assault weapon systems activated, Ace and Jake started to search Doc Terror's evil complex. Suddenly, Jake cried, Ace, I see Crystal. I'm going to rescue her. Go to it, good buddy, replied Ace. I'm right above you. Going my way? Asked Jake as he fired his lasers at the traumatizer security guard. You're a real cut-up, aren't you, Jake? Said Crystal as she jumped onto the back of the wild weasel. After she had told Jake what happened, she said, We have to get Lucy. I left her back at the lab. Hurry! Don't worry. We'll get her and head for the hills before Doc Terror knows what hit him, said Jake. But Doc Terror had revived and was angrily watching everything on his monitors. So the Centurions think they will attack me? Said Doc Terror. They'll change their tune when they discover they're outnumbered a thousand to one. Attention all traumatizers and doomed drones. Centurions on the base. Attack! Repeat! Attack! Uh-oh. Here comes the unwelcome wagon. Said Ace as hundreds and hundreds of doom drones and traumatizers swarmed toward them. Come on, Jake. Let's give them a hot reception. No! Cried Jake. Doc Terror wants us to waste our firepower trying to destroy his forces. But if we hit his command center, we can deactivate them all in one shot. Sounds good. Just one problem, said Ace. Between us and the command center are all those doom drones and traumatizers. Too bad for them, right? Said Jake. Right, replied Ace. And with a defiant yell, the Centurions oh, attacked. Let's whip them! Full speed ahead! Jake, my defensive shields can't hold out much longer, said Ace as they fought their way through. They won't have to. There's the command center, said Jake. Hit it with everything you've got and I'll do the same. Now! The concentrated impact of both missiles and energy weapons hit the command center, exploding the building into a million pieces. Instantly, all the traumatizers and doom drones were deactivated, just as Jake had predicted. Do you think we'll find Doc Terror in all this rubble? Asked Ace. There he is, getting into that machine! Shouted Jake. You may have found me and destroyed my cyborg lab, but you'll never catch me and destroy my dream to rule the world. 
shouted Doc Terror as he turned on his earth borer. Goodbye! With a loud grinding sound, the earth borer swiftly tuttled Doc Terror to safety. One day we will catch you, Doc Terror. That's a promise, said Ace. It's about time you guys returned, said Crystal when Ace and Jake came back for her. I've got a little surprise for you. Follow me. Not another surprise, said Jake as they entered the jungle. This, said Crystal, pointing up into the trees. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle, said Ace. <laughs> as I remember back in Sky Vault, you almost were, said Crystal. Hanging helplessly from a tree was a very unhappy hacker. Surrounded by Lucy and other real orangutans. Help! Make them stop hitting me with those sticks and fruits! Moaned Hacker. No way! Said Crystal. Then to the Centurions, she explained. When I entered the lab, I saw Lucy trying to switch Hacker's robot half with an orangutan robot section. I helped her finish and fix the circuit so Hacker couldn't control his new robot half. <laughs> Seeing her friends, Lucy happily swung down to them. <laughs> Said Lucy excitedly. I've got to hand it to you, Lucy. Laughed Ace. You really made a monkey out of Hacker. And it couldn't have happened to a more deserving cyborg. Said Crystal. <laughs> Agreed Lucy, puffing out her chest with pride. Hi, uh, I'm Naoko from Shonen Knife and you are listening to Five Count. 少年ナイフのナオコです。ただいまお聞きの放送はファイブカウントです。ファイブカウント最高
Anita Bryan, Bobby B, Ricky Nelson, Jimmy D, Marty Robbins, Chubby Checker too. The highwaymen will let her and the brothers fall. They will bring my baby to my door. He took all his records when we had a fight. Threw them all away when he got mad Gotta get him new ones I gotta make things right Cause I want my baby back so bad Gonna get some records for my baby To win his love again I'm gonna try This is Bill Allen, Crew Jones from the movie Rad. The only thing more terrifying than facing down Hell Track is listening to another episode of The Five Count. So stay with us. I'm in no position to give you no advice, but I wish it didn't take a listen. I 
make a list of compromising situations I've experienced If you think it'd make a difference For example, you've heard of my band Well, we ran into some trouble trying to spread the word across the land Followed by a caravan with a handful of fans I'll be damned if we didn't meet the demands of the sound man The sounds of silence and apathy and cries for violence I called for quiet and said these words to him Sing it! Well now her pretty eyes are filling 
20 bucks no way ton it's free it's free for everybody is it really welcome back to the show i was just looking up the centurion's action figures and the prices are out of control ton's gotten too big too big (laughs) too big for his bikini that's a pretty good song welcome back to the five count i like that thanks thank you ton you're welcome thank you so much Thanks for coming back from your vacation on Terror Island with the Centurions. Man, that was really something. Thanks for joining us on the five count. Here it is. Good times. Great oldies. Tons checking his watch. My wife is asking me if I'm home. Maybe that's code. Maybe she's making sure that I'm not home, but now she's saying hopefully the noises I heard are just the cats. I don't know. Or she's making sure that I'm not there. Do you need to leave? No. I could take it from here. I'm fine. Ton, I got a question for you. Do you think that we should make or have someone make some new t-shirts for us? I don't know. What do you mean? I mean, there's probably, like, talented artists out there who could design, like, a new design for a design. Yeah, but I feel like we've asked for people to design new designs many, many times, and it's never happened. Maybe it's because no one listens. Why don't you just tell me what you want, and I'll figure it out? Because that's what happens every other time. I don't know what I want, but I'm saying. You want a new shirt. Be nice to not wear the same shirt every day. All right. There's, like, uh, so many talented, tortured artists who listen to this program. What about Brian Reby when he's not driving electric? He's making art. All right. What about Lori Dawn of Lori Dawn Ceramics? She's an artist. I thought you used to, like, be an artist. Yeah, I was an artist. Some people would say that I still am, and just not an active one. Is there anyone out there who wants to make a design for a t-shirt? We're not going to buy you one, but you could buy one yourself and (laughs) tell people you designed it and I'll vouch for you. I'll vouch for you. That's exactly where you lose them. That's exactly where you lose them. Nobody wants to do anything just for to be nice. Wow. We've been doing that here on the show for almost 18 years. We're just doing this to be nice. We pretty much are, but that's us. It's not anybody else. You can't hold them to our standards. I don't see why not. I don't know. Don, I got another question for you since you've number twoed my t-shirt idea. What sorts of standards do you think you are holding yourself or others to uh, roughly uh, 10 years ago? Very low. Even lower than now? Oh, yeah. Well, then this should be a fun look back. (laughs) 
because this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five count history. Time it was March 24th, 2012. Man. It was a special two hour edition of the five count. That was back when we were only a one hour program. Yeah. Interesting. You're never going to believe this. This is spooky. Tony Frappuccino, if you're listening, during the first hour of the show 10 years ago, you and I put on our sweatpants and our muscle shirts, and uh, we tried to get Southern Minnesota into shape with the help of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Total Body Workout. (laughs) Wow. You remember that show? Yeah. Crazy. We blasted our bodies to the sounds of today's hottest hits. Yeah, man. Holy cow. Tons of glutes were burning. Just ridiculous, yeah. And by uh, today's top hits, I mean like Eddie Money and Tommy Two-Tone and the Weather Girls. <laughs> oh, yes. It says here, Ton, during the second hour, we grated some cheese on your new abs. Mm. Talked in great detail about bumper boats. Gave some shout-outs to Dolly Parton's ghost. Aww. And we put some ointment on our newly acquired gym rashes. <laughs> that was a burning we were not anticipating. <laughs> it's weird how that happened. Now that I think about it, it's like odd. Like, how did that happen when it was just you and I together? How did that happen? Too much rubbing. What's happening? So much rubbing. <laughs> Oh, man. Ton, we played uh, Blue Oyster Cult and Young MC, in case you're wondering how that show wound up. Man. The answer is quite well. That sounds awesome. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Total Body Workout, 10 years ago. And then tonight we got people asking us about Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's crazy. Pretty spooky, huh? It is. Because I know that Tony... Ragadoogie was not listening uh, <laughs> 10 years ago. Tony Ragadoogie. He probably wasn't. <clears throat> Fred, fragile, fragile pants. It's also interesting that he, he must, I wonder what his age is. He, he's using TuneIn Radio. That's a pretty, I haven't heard of that app mentioned in quite some time. Is that an old guy app? I don't know, maybe, but I mean, I I was only thinking that because I, there was a specific time um, when I was working in the wireless industry that TuneIn Radio kind of, I don't know, gained well, popularity. in his car. Does that mean anything? Well, I don't know. I'm assuming he connects his car or his phone to his car, and then he's just using the TuneIn Radio app. Um, I'm an old man myself. I don't know what what do the kids use nowadays TikTok. Well, I don't. Obviously, I can't even keep I have the no website idea. on the yeah. online. So. I have no idea what the kids use now. Actually, I'm I wouldn't be a good person to ask. Do the kids still listen to public radio? I'm sure they must. You know, it's a good question though. Like, what do they do for listening to music? Are they just like do they just listen to Spotify? Because it seems like even if I say Pandora, people look at me like, what? Just get on Spotify, dude. Why Pandora? Who are all these young, hip folks you're hanging out with asking all these questions to? 
Well, I work at a hospital, so there's tons of young nurses there. They're all, all the sick time. people that can't get away from your no. It's the old nurses. man questions. It's the nurses that are floating around, and then you end up talking to them, oh. conversing. You know, then all of a sudden it's like, hey, what kind of music do you like? What what do you listen to it on? No, I'm, I don't actually talk to them all. But the ones that I do talk to, it seems like Spotify is the big the big app now or has been for quite some time. But you probably can't. I don't know if you can get our podcast on Spotify. I'm guessing you probably could. Oh, it's on all your favorite podcasting apps. Probably. I mean, I'm not don't don't switch to anything else, Tony. It's if you like using TuneIn Radio, I'm not knocking it. Sure, it works just fine. If me. it works, I'd say stick with it. Yeah, just stick with it, man. And that's why I still have ton on the show with me. Yeah. If you find something that works, stick with it. Tune in radio. I don't know, man. I'm not a good judge of anything. I'm not I'm not in tune with whatever's happening here. I work with a lot of people that are like half my age. And then I make jokes about things and I get like, what are you talking about, boomer kind of looks? Yeah. And then I remember, oh yeah, I'm your dad's age. What are you talking about, boomer? Never mind. But we're not even boomers, though. I'm like the eight track of coworkers. Isn't that weird? There's like some, there's some shift when that happens, right? It's just all of a sudden there's a switch. And people start calling you, like, sir. Do you get that ever? People calling me sir? Yeah. No, because that typically implies uh, some degree of respect, which I typically (laughs) don't receive. Which which you get none of. (laughs) I, I all of a sudden get that now. I get a lot of, like, hey, a hole. Oh, really? Hey, fathead. Oh, man. Get the hell out of the way. That's You know, things like that. Really? I wouldn't say that stuff to you. I appreciate that. You wait till I leave to say those things. I I get that now, like, when I bring my kids to the the daycare or whatever, and there's, like, young college people working there, you know, and and I'll get, like, the, oh, hi, oh, excuse me, sir. I'm just like, sir, like what? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 20 years older than you. Excuse me, sir. Uh, Grandparents' day isn't till next month. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) Super weird. But it's partially my hair, too, because my hair is longer. I think that it kind of makes me look older, or maybe it's just easier to see the gray in it or something. It's in a weird spot. But when I look at pictures where my hair is short, I look a lot younger, I think. Maybe you need to use just for men like Emmett Smith. Is that a dye or is it a? Is you could comb it in naturally. Dye? Comb in, comb in hair dye. Yeah, I'm not dyeing it. It's fine. And your beard. Yeah, the beard. No, dude, it's fine. Maybe you need to wear like a Billie Eilish T-shirt or something, so people know that you're down with it. That I'm cool. You're on the level. It's fine. Look, at I have a good outfit. Actually, I get a lot of grief for owning a cardigan. I don't know what the problem is. Is it just the word? You look like Mr. Rogers' gay cousin. No, I do not. <laughs> what are you t- What is that? 
Because it's buttons, or is it because of the color of my pants? It's a combination. I get a lot of compliments on these pants. Ton has a cardigan and some salmon-colored pants. And guess what? And he's wondering how come the young people can't relate with <laughs> I get so much compliments on these pants when I wear them around. <laughs> people love these pants. I get compliments on these shoes, too. And guess what? My son also just got an outfit, a button-up shirt. Bow tie, salmon pants. They're almost like a perfect match to these pants. So we can, like, look the same, I guess, on Easter, probably. That's the hippest thing I have ever heard. Is it really? Which not saying much coming from me. <laughs> Somebody else bought him the outfit. And they bought it on purpose with the pants because they remembered these pants because they thought these were nice pants. Is What's that what the they deal? told you? Or? Yes. Okay. What is the problem with these pants? I don't know. I, li- I do They're like. They're just short enough to highlight your, your socks and your my, weird moccasins. My Nordic socks. These are Spearies. Spearies? Is that is how you say that? I don't Spearies? even know what that is, Tom. Spearies. It's the shoes. I'm an L.A. gear man myself. Dude, nice. Full support. Ankle support. I got a high top Spearies, too. That ankle support. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got the little uh, sock suspenders on, too. I do not have those. I do not have those. I do love these Nordic socks, though. These are like the most comfortable socks I've ever had. They were gifted to me. People give me things, Dust. Just happens. Salvation Army or what? (laughs) No, for Christmas. (laughs) And then I got to wait till next Christmas to get more socks. I have a bunch of these that have holes in them. Huge holes in the socks. Because I'm too cheap to buy myself. Oh. I think we've covered a lot of ground here wow. tonight. Wow. Yeah. Well, Ton, I say we play some more music, and then we'll come back, and we can talk more about your socks. All right. Maybe about uh, the Kleenex that I keep in my sleeves. That's my grandma did. All right. Now we're going downhill.
Steve Dicker from the Buzzcocks, and you're listening to the Five Count. Keep broken, man. You say you don't know.
when she walked on stage, I lost my heart at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville. But I'd never stand a chance with her, even if they put me in the Country Music Hall of Fame. She's poetry in motion, she's a song, she's a sonnet, and I'm her number one fan. She really gives me a notion, can't put my finger on it, but I think she deserves a big hand. When she walked on stage, it was love at first sight, and I knew I'd like to hear her sing. I listen to her records every single night, so it's not just a physical thing. I fell in love with Dolly Parton at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, but she don't even know my name. When she walked on stage, I lost my heart at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, but I'd never stand a chance with her even if they put me in the Country Music Hall of Fame. From the tip of her toes to her beautiful face, the Lord put her together with the bricks all in place. Like a lucky cigarette, she's really stacked, so round, so firm, so fully packed. At a 50-year soldiers and sailors reunion, reminiscing was bringing the tears. Dolly came on television and things were brought up that ain't been thought of in years. I fell in love with Dolly Parton at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, but she don't even know my name. When she walked on stage, I lost my heart at the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, but I'd never stand a chance with her even if they put me in the Country Music Hall of Fame.
Legion. Post 299, where all my fellas like Kenny and Ronnie, folks I served with back in WWII, the big one. I'm gonna have me a couple rounds of some Kessler, maybe a rock or two, but I love these fellas. Uh, we fought in the war, saving this world for kids, and so they can lay around the house all day and not mow the lawn. Oh, back son oh yeah welcome back to the five count here it is it's coming to an end so sorry about that i can't believe you threw me under the bus that hard earlier i can't throw just, anyone under a bus so i'll throw my a, back out just about a cardigan come on billy yeah. floyd shouts is gonna have the biggest heyday with me this week billy floyd shouts is uh ramping up to do some wrestling talk with you you know wrestlemania is next weekend yeah I thought maybe we could do our, we could head to Patreon and do our top 10 professional wrestlers countdown or something. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I don't know. We could try it. How are we going to hook up with them? He'd have to come to church, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Or something else. I don't know. I wish we could bring this whole setup to like. The Kaiser off in New Ulm. It'd be like an hour drive for him. Film the whole thing in New Ulm at the Kaiser off. John could show up. If you could leave the house before 830 at night, we could maybe pull that off. Yeah. That'd be great. Maybe we'll have to do it on a Sunday. We'll see. Anyway, Ton, if you uh, are really lonely and thinking... Man, another week before I can hear cool stuff that Ton says? I hear you. But you could go to thefivecount.com in the meantime. Yeah, man. And hear all the cool stuff that Ton already said for like 900 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. You could also join us on Patreon. I heard that there was a new episode of The Five Count at the movies. No way. At least I hope there is. Retroactively, I hope it has showed up yesterday. I mean, I hope so, too. Although, I have a sneaking suspicion that no one watches those. Well, we watched, will watch, already watched, Summer Camp Nightmare. Yikes. I know. Sounds awesome, though. Sounds spooky. 
and Ton fell asleep during it, I'm guessing. Which is kind of funny. He fell asleep right now. <laughs> you have to go to Patreon. For as little as $1, you can see that, the five count, at the movies. We've watched several different movies now. Some of them we can't even post through YouTube. We've got to post them on our own server because they're so risque. Too many boobies. It's just ridiculous. YouTube is not into that. But ton is. Go check it out immediately at Patreon. You could also get uh, all the early shows, like the first three or four years worth of shows are up there right now. Real good stuff. And there's other bonus programs that we put on there sometimes, talking about wrestling, having other special guests on. It's beautiful. Man, we do so much for this community. We really do. Forget sometimes uh, how great we are and especially how cool Ton is. Somebody please just go watch this stuff and make me feel like it's worth it. If you enjoy what we do here, you could just join us on Patreon and say, hey, thank you so much. Here's a dollar. You do good work. One dollar. I mean, you could spend a dollar on other things that are better, I suppose. Seriously. Not many. I mean, most people go to like a coffee shop every single day and spend five to probably eight dollars on a single drink for one day. You're probably paying monthly for subscriptions to Peacock and Disney Plus, and you don't even watch it. Peacock, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Netflix. Why don't you Hulu. give us some money and not listen to our show? It's crazy. I don't care. Who has all that stuff? You just give us the money and you can not listen to it. It doesn't bother me. You know what? If you have some money, you could go to Lori Dawn Ceramics and buy some ceramics. That's a good with option. With your ceramic money. Go there. Lori Dawn Ceramics. She's a wonderful person. And if you have an idea for a new uh, t-shirt design for us, let us know. Get in touch, the5count at gmail.com. Or just go to the website, the5count.com. There's a contact area of the website. Just click on that. If you would like a picture of Ton on a shirt, join the club. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Well, it's been a great evening. I think we're finished, but we'll be back next week. It'll be April, Ton. And that's no fooling. It's going to be great. Predator, thanks so much for calling. Tony, thank you so much. John, I love you, man. And see you next time. See ya. Good night, Ramazar. <laughs>